option. If y'all had to choose, like, let's say at least three, we'll give it like three newer rappers who are currently in the industry that you feel like give you a little vibe, a little bop, somebody to cut up to, who would you say those people are? I don't have any, to be honest with you. Really? Like, I mean, I, like I said, I love Dochi. I find Dochi to be a super creative, eclectic sound. And like, like I, I can whole- listen to certain like- stuff, but nothing gives me, like, it's a different type of feeling. And also, too, I'm not even gonna lie, sometimes it's not even the lyrics. If I can't get with the beat, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. So sometimes now it might be somebody who's like dope as fuck, but whoever produced your shit, I can't get past it. So I can't like it, that just that means a lot for me because like if I'm listening to what you're saying, I also got to enjoy what's in the background. Right. So I like, <laughs> but I can't say like it, it's not like it's a it ain't like the 90s list I could give you. It ain't like that. So you feel like it's harder to choose out of who's coming up. And I get it. A lot of them are very similar, but there's certain people I do feel like going hard, like Amaretta the Great. I do like Amaretta, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I no, like, like, all right, well, fine. I like Lotto. I, I fuck with Lotto. Like, when Shay says she. Yeah, I watched her on the rap games and the shit that she's rapping about, like, girl, did you live that life? Like, that goes crazy to me. And that's another yeah. thing I don't. But I mean, she of also was like. She was a great kid rapper, like, though. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 relax. God damn. Like, okay. okay. I'm like, I don't fuck with y'all. Like, damn, relax. Like, sheesh. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if she really lived that life. I'm just saying, like, bitch, you rapping about shooting shit up. Like, bro, come on. Like, come on. Really? 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 She was you a, you know, really? I feel like you watched the show, right? She had the type of daddy. Like, I don't know what her daddy did outside of the game. But it's like, it seemed to me like she was a child who was very much exposed to so many different things yeah. around her. And by her being in the industry, how her pen game was when she was on a rap game, because I fucked with her like I fucked with that young girl, Detronada, that came out on a rap game. Yeah. She's fighting yeah, um, she coming was. out of Baltimore. But what? So I like, game was crazy. <laughs> and I feel like she had the type of freedom where her father was like, I don't care what you do. Just keep writing rhymes and get to the money. I think the most surprising thing about Lotto that changed for me was her look. That's to be real. Because she did have a little bit more of a gritty look. She was a little bit more of a tomboy. She went through the same phase I feel like Tiana Taylor did. Like, they, like, it's like no, one minute. Tiana, yeah. still carry both sides. She carry both sides. I love Tiana. Hey, T. You know, but I think yeah. also it's a thing like where that wasn't really like Lotto. That was her vibe. That really was her vibe. And but to break into this industry, like we said, that glorifies sex. She had to switch up her look and be like, I gotta look like less like a kid. I can't wear the same street clothes. I gotta come through giving them body. So I gotta put my titties on a platter. I gotta have my booty poked out. Yeah, I gotta get my body done. Like, bar. I feel it. Like, I'm gonna bar because that is who I am. Like, I'm still gonna give y'all music. And I'm I'm not gonna hold you. See, I see the faces, Maddie, but I'm a rap a lot of. No, I mean I listen to her rap, and I, I, I don't. 
Like, give me two lines. Like, you know how there's a song for everything. There's never a line from a lot of songs that I'm using in everyday life. Like, I just don't. There's just nothing. I get you. It's nothing that pops out to you. Yeah, there's like nothing in my lyrics that makes me be like, oh shit, yeah, like I could use that. More so, like with Lotto, she has that aggressive tone, like Kim and Foxy to me. Yeah. Like, Like, I would love to see her spit one of Kim's songs. Like, if she spit one of Kim's songs, that's going going to touch my soul because Kim be singing some shit. And Lotto has the voice for it. I think if she, I think if she gets a little bit more in touch with her, like, like, I don't know. It's just something that she needs to just, it's just, she needs stronger lyrics for me. Like, she can flow. She could definitely ride a beat. I'm not going to deny that. I just feel like lyrically, there's nothing she's ever said to maybe be like, oh, that line was fire. Like, even this new shit she got, that ripped me off the plastic. I've been acting brand new. Like, okay, like, I always I mean, like, that wasn't a hit for me. Like, it just wasn't a hit. Like, yeah, I don't know. She had people up there choking themselves out trying to get that plastic no, off their head. Yeah, really, really, really. the dumbest shit in the world. Like, dumb as hell. Like, come on. But <laughs> being that true, go ahead. I know because I was gonna say like somebody else that I feel like gives me similar energy, and y'all could say no, but coming straight out of Eden Wall, Dream Doll, I really, really, really rock with Dream Doll. Oh, no, y'all Dream really Dream Doll be spinning some, it be some low key fire, and no, her in the beginning I can watch her, but she got better. She got better, yeah. and yeah, so I think there's always room for growth in as an artist for you to continue to improve your craft. Y'all gonna kill me. Y'all gonna kill me on this one. <laughs> All right, so a prime example of that is motherfucking Jocelyn because yo, she got a new song. No, hold on now. Y'all gotta go listen to the she said you her kurika. Go ahead. No. It's <laughs> some other shit that she just dropped the video. She like in jail. That song is a little bit of a bop. Like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this beat is sick. But then when she started rapping, I was like, wait, hold on. This ain't Jocelyn. Like I had to play it from the beginning because I'm like, this is not Jocelyn Hernandez. Who is this rapping? Like the song is type fire. I cannot remember the name of it right now. I'm going I'm to send it to y'all. But it, she sounds a lot better than Do It Like It's My B-Day. Like I'm telling y'all, like if you listen to the song, y'all y'all going to bop a little bit. Like, okay, she riding the beat. The lyrics are her. But I, it's a cute little bob. Like, it's cute. Like, it's some shit that you would not expect from her. So she yeah, got, nah, she, she she got a little girl. She got a speech code. It's some grammar classes. <laughs> no, because I can understand what she was saying. You had to do the but, same thing for Cardi. I'm going to tell you right now. Cardi was speaking yeah. the whole first couple of um, mixtapes. I was like, I, mommy, like, they got to get her to get her. <laughs> Is like a straight ass Puerto Rican. Like she, like everybody in her household speaks Spanish. Like she's a Puerto Rican. All types of Puerto Rican. She is all Dominican, and I, I feel like Dominican, whatever. Because I see Shorty wearing the Puerto Rican flag, so she need to pick a side. Like I don't know much about this lady. I know, I know the shit I've been hearing in the hood, but like I don't know too much about her. But now something I wanted to bring up that y'all touched on was age. So. Now, with Lotto, you saying, you know, like, when she had a certain age, like, her image changed or lyrics changed or whatever the case is. But at the same time, back in, like, the 80s and 90s, them people was, we didn't know how old they were. So a lot of them was talking about whatever they were talking about, whether it was conscious or not. But we not, we don't know they 16. We don't know they 17. You know, like, so, because even watching the Ladies First doc, it's like, like I think MC Light said she was seventeen, yeah, so it's like, 
You she don't broke, know because they look older. She, she started really off. Right, but it's like, you know, like we didn't know their ages. And I feel like now we so fixated on how old are they because of what they're saying. And it's I'm like, if they're a certain I'm age, why are you talking like this? You shouldn't be doing like, to me, their criticism is different because people so fixated, fixated on their age. Like everybody in the world cares about how old Cash Doll really is. Oh, really? Like, no, seriously, it's really a thing. Yeah, like, really. Why she hasn't moved in the industry, I feel like that because age is a factor. But who like keeps? They, everybody's fixated on how old she is. Is she lying? Like, would this that? Like, and she even told the truth, and they still don't believe her because they like, okay. there's no way to do Nicki that. Minaj was a solid like 26, though. Let's be for real. Let's talk about like breaking she's into 40. A- like, she's literally- I was about what 14. 14 years, thir- maybe 13 or 14 years old when I first heard Nicki Minaj. And that's the And so I'm I'm just I'm just again I'm, I'm dating us. I'm dating us at the time when I first heard Nicki and I'm talking mixtape Nicki. That's how old I was. And so when people talk about oh granny rapper or all of this stuff like that, it's Super she- grandma. <laughs> You look better than a lot of people walking around the street. So you I, know, because Lotto looked like she's pushing 35. I know, honestly, I thought Lotto was the same age as us. No, I'm not even trying to play. Like, I thought Lotto was like a year or two younger than us. Because I'm like, damn, on a rap game, she was young. No, you got, like, yo, I need to get my charger. I can't. No, I was Y'all don't want to sit here and tell me Lotto do nothing look like she is pushing 35, 40. Like, come on. I'm not just saying A lot of the female rappers, when they push they look old as hell. Whatever regiment that people had back in the 80s and the 90s, everybody got to start using them beauty care routines. (laughs) You (laughs) got to go and get your noxema and stop playing. Sure. That's what I'm saying, because they look put together. Like, all I'm saying they look... (laughs) And it be the makeup too, because even when Lotto, when Lotto's not wearing makeup, she definitely looks her age. I'm like, sis, like you might want to go a little lighter on your concealer because it's making you age, my nigga. Like it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do. You feel me? Like, but that's like, natural, natural beauty was a thing that also was celebrated within the music industry. But people also felt like in the rap, like in rap culture, like you had Tupac videos and NWA videos that the girls were lighter complexion, were curly hair, they looked like Sade, basically. Mm. I was sitting up there and now it's a whole different vibe to the culture and I feel like as we celebrate like the melanin component it becomes where people feel like it has to be tailored a certain way it still has to be the long weaves you don't see the natural female rapper breaking out where just her locks and her afro puffs like Lady Rage they're not letting you do it like that no more that's why people like Chica have such a hard time in the industry that's why it takes so long. Like people love Missy Elliott's creativity, but they didn't love her size. So mm-hmm. it was, it, it takes a lot of work to be able to tailor like who you are as a celebrity. Mulatto had Miss Mulatto, who became Lotto like the lottery, had curly hair. She had naturally big curly hair. That was something that wasn't also celebrated because of texturism and all these different other coloristic dynamics. So I feel like the closer that you tailor your look, to white appeal, the closer you look like to Iggy Azalea, that's when I'm I'm being real. And it's so weird because they culturally appropriate everything we fucking do. Like it's nothing but cultural appropriation. So it's like y'all are telling yourselves to look like a person who's already fighting off of our culture. Like it makes no sense to me at all. Like she want to have a big butt. Where did that come from? Black women. Come on, like. She want to have that shape. Where did that come from? Black women. But yet, and so we're all changing ourselves to please the people for what? Like, the what? people look like us. 
Talking about hip hop is understanding this, that although we are the creators of the culture, like you said, cultural appropriation is always going to be there. They're always going to steal from us. Yeah. And when they steal from us, it's because they're the ones at the concerts. I go to nothing but rap concerts and R&B concerts and festivals and shows. Who is sitting next to you half the time? Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I could be sitting there front and center listening to Kendrick Lamar say nigga 20 times. And there is a white family. There's a mother, a daughter, and a baby. And there's a whole white family. <laughs> I have to say my glasses off for this, bro. They pay for the culture. They we do. The culture they, do. they pay for the culture. And because they pay for the culture, it tailors how we do these performative acts. Let me tell y'all something. I went to the Drake and 21, 21 Savage concert in the middle of motherfucking Brooklyn. When I tell you I was surrounded by Caucasians, it was ridiculous. Now, mind you, yes, Drake. We know, but 21 Savage, when I tell you they was rapping that better than me, I was like, I'm like, yo, like they's going like really. I'm like, I'm me and my sisters like this. I'm like, bro, like they know all the words, word for word, all the mannerisms. Like 21 Savage is that guy, but like they they do pay for it. Like that community of people, I'm trying to be, you know, politically correct. They pay for it. And that those are the people that obviously more of you know black rappers they're going to appeal to because they're the ones who's paying for it i.e let me let me not, let me i gotta bring my sis up again nikki went pop the white folks is paying for the records like y'all can't be mad she went pop y'all y'all we <laughs> i was on limewire downloading shit you know what i'm saying i wasn't paying for it i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i wasn't paying for it but the caucasians yeah. they paying for it they buying the albums they're going to the shows they're buying all of her merch like like we can't really be mad that the black rappers is appealing to a different audience, but we're not even paying these people for what they do. Like, come on, gotta be real sometimes. So they gotta appeal to those people. They can't sell to their own people because unfortunately we're not patronizing and we're not paying for it. Right. So they don't have to tailor my look. I gotta tailor my verses and I gotta tailor my image to what white people are going to pay for. And I'm gonna say it just like that. I don't bleach colored people, whatever you want to call them. Like bleach colored people. Shut the fuck up. I have to tailor my image to what they would want because they're paying for it. And that's the part of the game that changed for us. If you said the the owner of the company that I work for doesn't look like me, and the people who are buying and paying for this from me don't look like me, it changes my authenticity. And who I get to present as. And like I said, granted, we're still fans of the culture and we love it. But it's like we're not paying as much into it because we live it. It's right. a different experience. Right. It's a, yeah. White people want to be us so bad. Everything that we're saying is true to Bond. Like it, we watched the, the shift. And I think that was such a great documentary that dropped on Netflix that shines a light on an amazing culture. Um, Maddie Gurla. I remember you had mentioned... What is the deal with all of this sampling of music that's also going on too? In some of my faves is doing it, and I wish they would motherfucking stop. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> even though the last one, that little Barbie track was all right though. I was like, damn, by that that did throw me back to the childhood. But I'm just I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing of where it's like, yo, y'all sampling music that dead ass did not come out that long ago. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a thing. Like, y'all are not taking the time to be creative and create your own sound, your own beat. Everyone is sampling. Like, I could go on the radio right now and then hear a song and be like, oh, snap. They about to play Mario Winans. And then they end up playing somebody else's that's a new song and it's a sample of a Mario Winans song. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, come on, son. 
Let's be real, though. Devil's Advocate, if you could take a Whitney Houston song that you had the rights to, right? Like, you paid money for, you got the rights to the song. And you knew that if you sung two words over that and just did a little deep debt over that beat, and that would get you millions and billions of dollars, would you not recreate the song? I would be if I originally woman. created the song, yes, I will recreate the song. I don't like these new niggas. Come on, like, but this okay, like that. I get to your point. I understand that, but like being a lover of music, like if I wanted to hear Whitney, like my nigga, I can go put that on. Like, I want to hear some new shit. You feel me? Like, it's just I just wanted I my ears need to hear something new. And it's not like they're changing the beat, they're not changing the beat. All this shit is the same song, like it's literally it the same song, like they're not changing the beat. You feel me? So it's like I do respect those who do have the song and they flip it a little bit, like i.e. I just mentioned the Barbie song. Like, they had that little drill, New Jersey club feel to it. Like, they kind of altered the beat, but you could still hear the original. A lot of these songs is, like, literally the same song. Like, it's, like... Like, it's the same producers that still have some of the same music in the industry. And to me, they're using their similar sounds they were also known for, like Timbaland. They use what they were credited for, and they sell it to the younger artists. So the reality of it is... We're not getting a lot of different sounds because some of the same people are also still producing it. And guess what? I'm going to go with sales. But for me, I need to... It's the feeling of it. I don't mind if you sample something, but the same way I feel when I hear Feel So Good by Mace, I feel the same way when I hear Hollywood Swinging by Cool in the Game. Like, I should feel that, the same it. exact way. Like when I hear like, like if you're gonna sample something, do it the right way. Like I'm not against like King Combs sampling stuff from, but I don't like the way he sounds on it. Yeah, no. Like I don't. Like, it's I'm, not it sounds like a relic from the nineties. It's like a never mind. It's not like his daddy. It out anyway, he's, no, he's it's like the, I'm trying to be his father, and no. Mm. It's like Juicy was a sample. I love Juicy Fruit. That was a great song. Diddy did what he did to give it to Biggie and Biggie to make it his own, and that was great. And we've heard that probably remixed six or seven times, whether people know it or not, because every song that is sampled doesn't have to be matched to its entirety. People take lines, bars, and just even like small samples of the beat and remix it. We've been getting samples from the dawn of time since music was invented. Somebody who makes a fire drum solo is always going to be a fire drum solo. And any real musician is going to be like, I love that song that came off of this album. I'm pretty certain that we are listening to something that Cool Herc did. I'm pretty certain that we are listening to something. It's just those little and samples. That's the only difference is, and I think what maybe we don't realize is that we're at that age where they're sampling what they were little kids on. And it's the same way Big Daddy Kane was sampling James Brown. It's the same way Biggie was sampling El, um, the Barge. It's the same way Trick Daddy Take It to the House is um, Casey and the Sunshine Band Boogie Shoes. So like it's the same thing. It's just that at that like with tricking them at that age, they grew up on like Casey and the Sunshine Band and all of that that was being played in Miami. So that's something to sample. Big Daddy Kane, if you grew up on James Brown, that's what you're sampling. For these artists now, they grew up on Busta Rhymes and whatever it is that they sampling. So that's really just what it is. It's just like a generational type thing. And it's like, it is what it is. 
With, now, does that mean the song should be sampled? No. no. But yeah, I don't think all the songs. I don't think all the songs that are currently being sampled need to be sampled. I feel like artists. I feel like if you're gonna produce, if you're gonna produce, if you're gonna you reuse the sound from before, I feel like we need to dig a little deeper and not just say, "Oh, what was the top song of 2002?" Like, let, why don't you listen to the album? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of albums that have a lot of great songs that have a lot of great beats that could definitely be recreated into something else. But if you take in fucking uh, I'm trying to come up with an example of a song. I'm like drawing a blank. If you take, all right, for example, Hot in here and Shorty went and made it a TikTok classic, like that was so annoying during the pandemic because I was like, well, first of all, the song ain't that old. And number two, like the, the song itself, like how it's like how she raps is like whack. So it's like, come on, like if y'all are going to sample music, at least let the shit be hot. Going back to what Shay said, like, if it's a feeling, like, if I'm listening to the original song and then I'm listening to the remake and I'm getting the same feeling, like, that's what I mean. I'm not catching that same feeling. I'm just like, oh, it's another nigga making a sample. And it's not, and you have to also, also, also think about it. Everybody's sampling shit. Like, it'd be different if it was, like, six, seven songs out there that was, like, a remake. No, every single time I turn on the radio, it is a it is a sample of an old song. Nicki Minaj, literally, the last four songs she dropped were all fucking samples of a song. Come on, son. Like, we got to be like, where's the original We're living in an age of nostalgia, right? Which is, we feel like it's trifling because it's, like, giving us our childhood, and we're not that deep into adulthood for people to be giving us our whole childhood backhanded to us on a platter. So I just feel like it's crazy. It makes me feel like they remix and stuff that we just heard. At the same time, I think this is an era where people need that feel good. And what felt better than the 90s? We're like, what felt better than that? Like, just like somehow the music. So that's why they take it. Everybody is trying to capture a time where we felt good. And so they're putting it in the music. And I think subliminally, just to get us to feel like, hey, you can get that same energy back. And some of it, like I said, is overkill because the lyrics that go over the beat isn't what we're used to. Every time I hear the beat, I'm going to think about the original song, so I'm going to get the vibe. It's when I listen to the lyrics that I go like, what the hell is this over the beat? Let me just go turn on the original song. Like, I literally turn it off and I go play the original. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no point in you making a song if you, if I'm listening to it and the words is trash and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go listen to the original song. Because at least I'm going to catch that feeling from the original song. You feel me? The words is going to hit. The beat is there. If y'all using the same beat and y'all are over the song and the song is trash, it's no point. But I think the real issue is now they're using the whole entire beat. Back that's then, they're taking bits and pieces. Like, crisscross jump, that's the Jackson 5. It's just looped. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, 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 it really, or um, Method Man and Mary J. Blige, you're all I need. Like, they just took the hook. But it's like, it was bits and pieces to where you can, it sound like it's its own beat or they made it, you know, like they created it that way, but now it's the whole entire song. Yeah, like They're taking the whole beat, like there's no difference from, and it's like, it, it, that's, to me, that's what the problem is. Like before it was bits and pieces or no, if they the didn't entire- use the whole beat, it's a damn good beat to use. Like, I should be confused as to what song is coming on. Right. Like, I just, like I said, Feel So Good by Mace. Like, when it come on, I don't know because of how it drops, if that's cool in the gang or if it's Mace coming on. That's true. Like, you just don't know. 
and that's my whole thing is like if you're gonna sample the whole entire beat to something please pick a good one like because I, a lot of songs that they sampling sometimes are one hit wonders one hit it worked then that don't mean it works I'm, now I'm you right now though, there's a whole catalog of music if somebody does a good print sample i ain't gonna say that i'm mad at it same thing with whitney houston same thing with mariah carey same thing there's certain people who have a collection of music that if somebody samples i like burner boy doing last last i ain't gonna stunt nobody knows what the hell burner boy is saying well a lot no, of us honestly <laughs> No, for real. <laughs> what hell are they talking about? And every time I have to play Tony Braxton before or after I hear that song because I loved the song. At the same time, though, like I said, did he bring a certain level of uniqueness to it? Yeah, he did. It, it goes without saying, the whole song doesn't have to get covered, but there are people who go about it in such a creative way that some of it can get by. It's just like every artist doesn't have the capability. We talk about Coyle Ray as an, a new rapper in the industry who had a lot of exposure in this game since she was younger. So you said, if I grew up in the music industry, right? And I've heard this since I was a kid, I love these songs. Like I breathe these songs going to the studio with my family. When I got old enough to make music, I wanted to pay homage to everybody that blessed me with a sound that was like the soundtrack to my life. So she's covering them. I thought it was disgusting at first because I was just like, damn, this girl is not original. She's such a cliche and she's such a clone. But then I was like, I could also spin it two ways. She heard them so much that she just like, I couldn't get these beats out of my head. I've been writing rhymes to these songs since I was a little kid. There's beats that I've heard from plenty of artists. Like, I mean, the clips beat, we've heard that time and time again. Who didn't write their own little version of clips in their mind? Like we all rhymed over a, a professional beat that was already out in the industry. They're just releasing their music that they've been writing to since the time they was little. But everybody's mm -hmm. voice is not meant for it. Like exactly. Buster Rhymes, his voice is meant for his beats. Like there's certain like, people's voices I'm not trying to hear over. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, like, like, like King Combs doing like the whole crush on you. Like his slow voice is not meant for that. Oh, it's not. Like C's had a different type of flow. Like it's two different things. And then even going on the sample thing. So like Rich Flex, Rich Flex samples like two different songs. Like one song from the 70s and it samples Savage. But you can't really tell unless you know, like if you know, like you really, you gotta like, you gotta know these things. But then it's like, you go and you listen to Creepin', that's literally the fucking beat to I don't want to know. Like every time that song come on, I think it's I don't want to know. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, y'all playing with me. Like y'all that play with me. So it's like things like that. Like if you're going to sample the music, that's fine. But we should be able to, like she, like Shay said, like I shouldn't know what song it is. I got, I should have to listen to the song real intimately to be like, okay, you know, I know that sample. Okay. You are straight extracting the beat. Who's to say that the original artists who are selling it, because this is also a thing too, are saying, if you're going to touch my song, you are not allowed to mess up. The original, the piano player, I want to hear the guitarist. I want to hear the drum solo. I want an original. Because now that's also a part of giving credit. When older artists hear somebody sampling their music, who's to say that they're not advocating for their original work to stay as it is? Don't touch my stuff. Don't make it your own because that's mine. And I'm letting you have it. You paid me for this beat. So use the beat. Don't bring embarrassment to it. When, um, before I let go, when Beyonce did it over, there was a lot of critique.
but I do feel like as an artist that she kind of she she did it well enough to where she didn't touch it too much. And that's the thing. I think I that a it. lot of people like don't, you know, and I, and people have that controversy, but I I do like it. I can hear both and I'm you still play that shot of cookout. I swear to God. I'm and a, I think I hate it. I hate it because it was already done over, but in a different way. And I think it's Heather Headley, if I'm not no Vivian Green. It That's who it is. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, bro, like I just mm. Yeah, no. And so, but, see, but that, like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's, it's Tevin Campbell, I think that there's also a lot of artists who are like, if you're going to touch my music, I want to hear it and almost hear myself. So I feel like you but have. They also don't care because they get a trouble. Because I'm happy. He got sued. So when they take those samples and they mix it up, they still have to pay for the entire track, regardless, right? So it's like if they sample the music, and I gotta pay for the whole thing. I might as well use your hook and your chorus too, because but it's not even paying for it. You have it has to get cleared, and they're not clearing it. That's the whole. Yeah. That's why Pharrell got sued. You didn't clear it with his estate. Exactly. Like that's some completely. And he didn't even different. use that much of the song. Same thing for like yes, a lot. Of that whole beat is got yeah, to give it up no. by Marvin Gaye. That that's whole entire. When we say sample, it's not just the beat that they're sampling. They're sampling beats. They're sampling bars. They're sampling hooks. And I feel like every artist that's doing it, there's a rhyme and a reason. Some are also being told you cannot have this unless I feel like it's being used correctly. Because if I'm like 70, 80 years old and I made this song, I'm going to tell you, somebody who's as fly, as fly as like Gladys Knight, somebody who's as fly as Patti LaBelle, there's an ego there. I ain't letting you take none of these tracks unless you give me some type of credit. I want to hear a part of me on this track. All right, so let's go there. So, heard it through the grapevine. That's Gladys Knight in the Pip song. That's not Marvin Gaye's song. But back then, there was no, like, all they did was steal songs. That's true. But, like, yeah. mm. there was no paying you for it. But that was that was Gladys Knight's song. Marvin Gaye redid it, and the shit went crazy. That's why people don't even know that that's her song. Or I'll be there, like, that's Smokey Robinson's song, not the Jackson 5 song. Yeah. But if he sing it, they make it seem like he's taking their song. Right. So it's like, I feel like because money came into play with it and because they realized, especially in the 80s, how much people like James Brown is like probably the most sample artist ever. So it's yes. like, because of that, it became like, no, you need to pay me for my shit. But if I'm 70, 80 years old and I'm sitting at home, I don't give a damn what you're saying on there. I want my check. Facts. <laughs> I want you my can spend check. the beat how you want. You can sit here and say whatever saying. you want. Give me my money. I you want feel my me? money. Like it just is what it is. Like so that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I don't think they really listen into the song. Like you can tell if there's substance in the music. Like you, you really can tell because I don't think the Isley Brothers would have signed off on half the stuff they did if they didn't feel like it wasn't good. So like there would be no today was a good day. There would be none of that if they didn't think. It was a good song, and that I don't feel like they needed checks at that time. So that's what I'm saying. Is like to me, it, it becomes a money thing. It does become a money grab thing too. Well, I feel like if you have to go on that, and then you have to go in terms of who are the people who are out here now producing the new music, right? How do who are the producers today? Let's. I don't know. I mean, that's the answer I said. Mustard, DJ Mustard, Metro Boomin. But I don't feel like Mustard, I don't feel like they're new, though. 
That's oh, what like I'm saying. Like, like, or within like, like the last five to ten years. Yeah. I'm gonna say it like this. Um, I've worked with a lot of Riot, Ice Spice producer. I work with a lot of different producers, and I say it like this. The way that it comes about is everybody sells off their music now, especially being independent, especially not being affiliated with a label. So I know a lot of amazing dudes and a lot of amazing women who are out here selling their beats. One track, you take it, you bought it from me. I got my money from it. And you won't ever hear them make something for that same artist again. They'll go on to the next mm -hmm. person. So I feel like we get a lot of one hit wonder producers that people don't realize that they're coming against. We're used to the people who have all of the years in the game that we've been hearing 10 years from people like Timberland. We've been hearing 20 years from people like Swiss Beats. We've been hearing like so on and so forth. We're so used to them dominating an industry, but you have so many new up and coming producers. Hell, any one of us can get on GarageBand right now and produce a beat, sell it online, have a SoundCloud. I'm so serious. Have a SoundCloud rapper pick it up, make it go viral on TikTok. And that's my track. It's so like it, but they also one hit wonder producers fucking with one hit wonder artists. True story. Like where's the artist like before? There used to be a like when I hear Nori, I know it's Pharrell. Like there used to be a connection. If you hear Missy, you know it's Timberland. If you hear DMX, you know it's Swiss. Like there's some type of connection. Like certain producers went to certain camps. Like that's how that went. But now it's just anybody like now it's just if i hear your tag on it that's how i know it's your song like you produced it turn me up juice sorry <laughs> <laughs> i love juice even with ice spice stop playing with them riot that's how we know who riot is because she always yeah. doing the drop you know what i'm saying and that's really just how most producers are kind of like thrown out there because they oh, every producer got a drop Every producer, like every producer, does have a drop. That's a literally. If the metro don't trust it, y'all gonna shoot you. Like, come on, son. like, <laughs> <laughs> job. Like, producer, damn. Like, y'all know I'm lit with the drop. Y'all play it, like, oh my god. And that's, like, that's really how producers get they shine now. Once the artists do the drop, and honestly, like a lot of these artists that are like kind of who got songs on billboard they're using the same producers like you literally hear the same drop on all these songs so it's like like what are we doing out here you know what i'm saying like what about the underground rappers well the underground producers out here that's like really out here like making some dope beats they not getting the drops because they're just selling their beats you know what i'm saying they're not sticking with the rappers they're not working with the rappers and putting them on they just saying yo here's the beat you can do what you want i got my bread i'm cool like nah what happened to those producers that went with the artist and was with that artist throughout their career because that's about loyalty, though. That's also about people sticking and keep and maintaining their crews. Like I said, the one thing about independent artistry is like, you know what? I can take my team with me at the same time. If I don't want to and I'm the only person that's selling in this brand, I can move a part of my team and I don't have to go back to that same person. There's so many people, like I said, producing and creating content out here in this world that you really don't have to stick with any one individual. You can find 20,000 different types of content creators that have a different sound for every day of the week if you really wanted to. And everybody has enough that you can get one check to each person. So I think that's what you said. It makes it hard because these people used to be friends. You got to think about it. A lot of the crews that we're talking about, they got childhood stories. Yeah, like how we have childhood stories. 
they were they were getting it out the mud since they was kids. So it's like, oh, you gonna do the beat? You gonna design a look? You gonna create the album cover? They like the photographer. But they also had multiple artists in their camps to produce for. Now it's just one person attached to somebody. Swiss Beats was producing for DMX, Eve, Dragon. Like it's a whole camp of people that are actually on. Not I'm stuck and I'm just like I'm one person and all I'm just only producing Ice Spice. Like there was other ways to get their name out there because there were multiple talents on their label. Like that's my whole thing is just like you stuck to one person. So if that person flopped, you flop too. Right. You know, it's so crazy when you say that, Shay. I think about like when it comes to artists now, they have, like I said, their team. It's not only just the producer that follows with them, it's the stylist that follows with them, the person mm-hmm. who does hair and makeup. And you see that a lot of the feud in the industry is when the person goes, Hey, I'm taking on another client. Like I made a wig for somebody else, or I did makeup for somebody else, or stuff their wardrobe. They get clipped because it's almost like you're contracted like NDA people going to be playing with that like you are working with me and only me because the original sound that you create is now mine your sound is merged with mine my theatrics and if it separates and somebody else uses it they can then take away from my fan base and you can create a new version of myself with that person mm-hmm. so the Swiss beast be Swiss beast without producing all of this other stuff like that's what I'm saying it's like so, so you I can't be successful like, just because, like, you can have a signature sound, but that don't mean that I'm tied to you. Right. You can give your signature sound to any artist. So with that being said, so what do y'all think about Ice Spice? Because she seems to be stuck on this, like, drill rap. I, first of all, I love drill. Any drill rapper out there, I fuck with you. Like, I don't know. It's just something about it that, uh, them beats, I don't know. Chicago <laughs> drill, and I'm in the Bronx, is better than Bronx drill music. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. We went through this. I think, I feel like we might have went through this when I was talking about the house drill that niggas is doing in the Bronx now. Like, <laughs> I love house drill. <laughs> like, that shit is fire. But no, Chicago drill is definitely a lot better than New York drill, I do say. But but even with her, like she's tied to the drill beats because she do have like a song on her on her EP that's not drill, and it's it's cute. But it's like, girl, I think because you're you have been attached to this drill sound, now you doing anything outside of that sounds kind of weird. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm like trying to shake ass in the deli, even though I'm I just need y'all to understand. Like I'm trying to get a bacon egg and cheese, but if I gotta throw his ass real quick, then by all means, okay. It's, but it's like, what do y'all think, like, longevity-wise, what do y'all think? Like, do y'all think she's going to be around in the next five, six years? Do y'all think she can make an album that's just not a drill album? Like, do y'all think she has any? No, just no. I don't, across I don't the think board. she too. Let's be for real. I think that she's trying to stack as much bread as she can mm-hmm. and ride her 15 minutes of fame because she didn't even expect this for herself. I think right. that she's trying to get the dough and then she could break into another industry. You're going to see Ice Spice in a movie. You're going to see Ice Spice on a TV show. You're going to see Ice Spice do other things. Just like Cardi B. Cardi B didn't really have to make album after album to get a level of notoriety. Ice Spice is following the same blueprint. Now artists look at it like this. I don't have to be a rapper. I can be an artist of all forms. Mm -hmm. And I can dominate different platforms. I did not like Ice Spice. I didn't even like the idea of Ice Spice when she first came out. I'm not going to hold nobody. I like this little raggedy and all. Like, she got here looking crazy. She putting on crazy for the hood. People are only, like, you know, buying into her because of her body. Granted, it's real. Go ahead, sis. But it's like they were only feeding into her as a concept. 
after listening to music over time, I'm like, okay, it's starting to infiltrate in my mind. It's not bad because I feel like whoever is producing her and creating this character of Ice Spice, they're doing it well. They're appealing to the masses. Mm -hmm. So I give it to her as a new up and coming artist and what she what she's being branded as. But do I feel like 10 years from now, I'm going to give a fuck? Hell no. I barely gave a fuck in the beginning. There's tracks that are bops. But I think that for me to stick with her as an overall Ice Spice fan or whatever, she's going to have to change the game and do something that I'm not expecting. Because drill music has a, a, a age range on it, I almost feel. Yeah. It's a time yeah. I'm not going to try to be dancing with my dads at like 50 years old. Like I'm not, it's, it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the only to listen to drill go and get it. I'm like, yo, this nigga is stupid. Oh my God. So, okay. So, so you didn't like this, like when, when she came into the game, you don't like, do you not like the color? Cause I feel like there's some colorism behind it. Do you not like the light skinned girl with the, the curly hair or like, because I'm trying to put my finger on what exactly I'm, I wasn't fucking with. Like, I don't know. Like, is it something like, do I like her now? Yeah. But like when she first came in the game, I was kind of like, yeah, like I'm just, is it something aesthetically that I ain't fucking with? I ain't gonna lie though. She looks weird as fucking wigs. Like she might as well just keep the curly hair. This way. Like I, I, I'm not feeling well with the wigs. I don't see Ice Spice as any different than Sukiyana. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't really rock with Sukiyana. And I'm going to say it, it's because it I is think that's a wild ass comparison. I think Sukiyana is I don't think they're anything. I, I don't yeah. think they're anything similar, but no, I don't really. I'm sorry. I Ice get Spice it. is sitting there like practically pissing on people in her concerts. I'm sorry. It's something weird about that energy. That's an Ice Spice show. She no, is literally spraying water and people like she's doing the same wow stuff and i was like where is the talent in that where is the like Wait, the hold on i did not what? see that at that moment maybe yes. possible performances is different because i did not see that i, I didn't was, i didn't know nothing about that i did not see that i seen her at a festival and it was like no what you see now with her like doing things like the bt awards and her having props and stages that is now being creative her actual concerts and shows it gets on borderline nasty and i just feel like the respectability kind of goes out the window for me where I'm like, I'm standing behind the music. I'm supporting you as an artist, but now we're just doing anything for clout. And that's what I don't like. It's like, you don't have anything else to give. It's like, they're like, where does the moral ground kick in? It's like, you're just being a huge clout chaser. It's like coming after the Cardi B wave of let's ride for the Bronx. She's riding on a coattail. And I feel like it also gives a different image. Like when I have people who speak to me in different states and my friends and everything like that, I'm like, we're not running around here like Ice Spice. Y'all got to chill. Like it's not, it's not what it's not. So if she's going to be a representative about hip hop and music, especially since we're in the birthplace, I want to give a different uniqueness to it. It's not just people being unequivocally nasty. See, you saying that, and I feel like in the last 10 years, there has not been no rapper that came out of the Bronx that was a proper representation of Bronx rap. Like, I just don't. Like, Cardi B wasn't it. Ice Spice isn't it. When I first moved out here, people asking me all these questions, and I'm like, first off, I like, asking me questions like stupid shit that Cardi B was doing. I'm like, bitch, I wear, like, I'm not in no fucking cab wearing no panties. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? Like, who? I'm like, the shit that you see this bitch do online is not what niggas from the Bronx really do. Like, and first off, I am black. Like, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that we don't do. But they, I don't feel either one of them is a decent representation of, like, Bronx rap music. I will say, and 
Well, for Ice Spice, I think it's different because she's more into the drill rap. I still don't feel like that's an accurate represent representation of like Bronx drill rap, but she is kind of like sliding that drill sound into the masses, I will say. Cardi B, uh, mm, as a Brodak Yellow, I couldn't tell you much about her song, so I, I, I don't even know, honestly. Like, I don't. But did, did, does she have another album? Did she drop an album yet? No. <laughs> you, you, one album? Oh, I'm just asking, like, because I don't know what other music she got, like, other than the two mixtapes and the one album from like six years ago. It's like considered racially ambiguous. Like I said, she's one of those people that appeals to a masses because she can have black identity, she can have white identity, she can even walk in some spaces and claim to be Hispanic if she wanted to, because people don't really know like um all the different layers of who she is. So I think because of the um, racial ambiguity, she has a a space in different platforms. No, she claims yeah. black and Puerto Rican. I seen an interview. Somebody asked her, like, what is your background? She says her pappy is black. And I think her mom's is like Dominican or Puerto Rican or some shit. I know it's some some type of texturizer. Like, I don't know, or got a perm or something. Like she she probably chemically did that to her hair. I don't feel like her curls is natural like that. I'm just and I said, like you cool. <laughs> like I'm not flaming you up, but like I just want people to stay true to themselves. Like if you are of Hispanic heritage. Yo, be that. Like, it's cool. We love the Puerto Ricans. So, I get the the that's all I'm, all I'm getting yeah. ready to was looking at the camera. I'm like, where's she at? <laughs> I'm going to the side. But real rap, so for episode six, we're going to try to get some artists on here so them to chime in because we're talking about music and we are music adjacent. But um, we want to get some people on the platform to really chop it up with us about the music industry and being a modern day or a current artist in the game. Mm -hmm. Yes. I yes. think that's going to be fire. Y'all going to fuck with it. That's going to be on our next episode. Yep. Episode six, part two, baby. Yes. And happy 50th birthday to hip hop. Yes. Best day in the universe. <laughs> it Best day ever. Literally, but it wasn't for the bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is D Rose signing off, aka Miss Well and Woke. And this your girl, Miss Maddie Monroe. You already know. It's Shay. All right, deuces, y'all.